Okay. So favorite boss, I get to kick off that beautiful category. Um, so I sent you guys a video of this. This is unfortunately the only time I can get this to pop up this year. Uh, this it's the boss's name is the Snow Cult Scuffle in the Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course, or the DLC. And I gotta say, man. There were a lot of really cool, unique bosses this year. This is probably the other category I struggled with the most. Yeah. Um, there are some, some of the berserker fights this in God of War are incredible. The Nihog boss fight in and the Gryla boss fight in God of War Ragnarok were yeah. fucking amazing. Um, there were some really good boss fights in that. Horizon Forbidden West, the final boss fight, and that is insane. Um, what is what is the game that Rich? What's the game that I mentioned? the 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 older game or it's not older game. It came out in February. It looks like an older game. I'm spacing the name. You you played it? Sorry, let Am me I, look it up. Maybe your descriptor uh, is just uh, distracting uh, me. Infernax. Infernax. Oh, Infernax. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Infernax no, like had some amazing boss fights in in there They're, as well. Yeah. This um, is a good year for were, boss fights. There's some excellent bosses in Elden good Ring. Year for boss. Elden Ring, of yeah. course, as well. All the bosses in Sifu are outstanding. Yeah. There's many but, a good boss. boss. Yeah. Even the last boss, uh, the chef in this DLC was really good as well. There was a lot of innovative bosses in that DLC, but this is the one that stuck out the most to me personally because it reminded me a lot of like hanna-barbara cartoons and old scooby-doo that was a big part of it for me but i love the creativity in this boss fight where basically the first part the first um section of it is you're fighting this like mystic prospector looking character that just um is kind of like this weird fortune telling creature that's shooting these very spells at you while these other enemies kind of sprout out of his hat and then the next part of that boss fight is you're fighting this like abominable snowman looking creature that also turns into a fridge, this anthropomorphic fridge that shoots a bunch of things at you. And then the last part of that boss fight is you end up ascending these clouds and fight the moon in this really difficult, but creative um, fight. And it's just, the music's really good. The visuals are stunning. Um, Yeah. I really, I, I, this is such a personal choice for me. I really just enjoyed the whole aesthetic of that boss in terms of visuals and how you have to defeat him and the music and everything. So I like it's 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 a hard sell. I know it's not going to be um, probably our group choice. I don't think it's that hard of a sell because it, it's not that hard to convince me that a Cuphead boss was cool. Yeah. yeah. To be quite frank with you. No, yeah, we didn't I, I get appreciate to this that because of. Uh, I think this was off air, so I'll, I'll mention it again. But um, yeah, Rich and I played the beginning of this DLC with the intention of playing through it on stream, and then everything has been so busy this year that we we didn't get back to that. So we we yeah. have not gotten to this boss. Time but, in general, time management, yeah, has not been a thing I've been great at this year. Uh-huh. Um, and I decided this is like more of a personal thing. Why, pro- this is pro- probably an answer. Great time to do it in the game of the of game of the year show i don't 
that's not sarcasm uh of why we didn't stream as much this year is like i was prioritizing like uh getting to the gym and shit in my time when we weren't sitting down yeah. to talk about video games and i don't feel bad about that yeah no no exactly i've i've same same i've been well not the gym per se but i've been i've been putting a lot more time into uh well specifically ring fit which is great that um, counts yeah um a lot of ring fit and then other just personal stuff trying to you know be a slightly smaller piece of shit. <laughs> I've actually been trying to be a bigger piece of shit in a lot of ways. Um, I've just been being cold to people. Well, um, I mean, smaller piece of shit, but more condensed. Diamond-like. Sure. Just crystalline, pure, a uncut piece of shit. shit. Starring Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, back back to back to the topic at hand. Uh, Sorry, what's the show about? The the cup. A lot of the Cuphead bosses are really cool. I'm sure other people pick different ones. This one is a very much me choice because yeah, uh, I yeah. really like the Hanna Barbera animation. So. I love the way you pronounce Hanna Barbera. It is it is something magical. Hanna Barbera. Barbara. True courage. True Barbara. courage is knowing you're wrong and refusing to admit it. You're damn right. You're damn right. I'm dug in. I've made up my mind. You're not going to make me change. That's pretty much how it goes. No, you're right. It is Hanna Barbera. I fucked that. I fucking mistook that. But that's all right. I'm, I'm gonna stick I, with I, my I mistake. Li- I like that. Uh, like I said, true courage Barbara is knowing is, you're is wrong and refusing to admit it. Well, I just admitted it, so. Mm-hmm. Well, we can edit that out. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't Perfect. see any reason. You're editing it to back. Oh, yeah, you control the narrative. So uh, hold on, hold on. Let me get. Let me get a really <laughs> bad take. Barbara. There we go. Every time I fuck up, I'll edit that <laughs> in there instead. Uh, anyways, Rich, what is your favorite boss from this year? I need to go to my Google Doc to make sure I'm pronouncing this as correctly as I possibly can because it's never said aloud. Okay. Ultimate life form Fecto Elphilis, the final boss of Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna put yeah. final boss. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, there's a reason I picked this, and I was trying to dissect it for what I really liked about it. Like, it's a showpiece, and that's what I like about it. But the only thing, the only descriptor I could think to ascribe to it was, it's like Platinum Games Junior, right? Um. It's just a weird, over-the-top showpiece. At one point, Kirby turns into a semi-truck and drives directly into this guy. It's so good. It's not, like, overtly challenging. It's just a fun, over-the-top spectacle, and I love every second of it. Yeah. I mean, it is at times. Like, it it goes from some of the set-piece bits to then more demanding like the standard boss fight type section sure but, but like yeah. I, I think like not compared to like the like the thing i'm talking about being well, exceptional not compared to like elden boss ring fight, or anything. yes is not like it's a super challenging elden ring boss fight that pushed me to my limit it's just fun it's just a yeah, good time yeah yeah exactly um there are a lot of bosses that were on my list from this game uh i i love i love this boss i love i love the last boss from Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is excellent. Frankly, the the DDD fight in this game 
is outstanding. Also, I love the texture on his coat. It's good. It it is real good. Um Yeah. Yeah. This this if you haven't played this game because for whatever reason you feel like it's a kid's game or 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 some other nonsense like that, please play this game. It's so good. I think you just have a misconception of Kirby games if you yeah. think that's the case. Yeah, this is Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is one of those games that I feel like everyone was excited for early on and then kind of got left there because well this was beginning of the year and this this was March when absolutely everything came out. Um yeah. And frankly everyone was talking about Elden Ring immediately after this game. So that's that's probably 90 percent of was the good the good ass palate cleanser for that I feel yeah like. yeah getting and everybody ready for some elden ring i think uh hmm. i just completely lost uh oh sorry yeah like much in the same vein of like how challenging you want this boss fight to be is and i've said this before when i talk about kirby games i feel like in that era um and kirby continues to uphold this being the thing it does is like there was this idea of like mario was the more approachable platformer Donkey Kong was more challenging and Kirby had like this idea of like making your own challenge. There are challenges there if you yeah. want them, but it's also super forgiving where it where it needs to be. Yeah, and, and that that's still the way with this one. They've they've done it in a different way. Um There are like additional bonuses bonus not stars. I can't remember what the hell they're called. Maybe they are stars. I, I want I think they are stars. But anyway. That you get for for finishing levels with certain challenges, and for most of the bosses, there's like beat it with a certain power up, beat it without taking a single hit, yeah. and that sort of challenge I think really makes the bosses in this game shine because they are bosses that you can beat without taking a single hit, um, and you don't see those challenges until after the first time you've beaten them exactly. So you, like, and you'll you'll get the ones you've pulled off. Yes, on yes. that first try, but then you'll be like, "Oh, they wanted me to do it that way. That's an interesting idea." Exactly, and the bosses in this game are excellent for that reason. I, yeah, I I, I love the bosses in Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. It, it is just an excellent, excellent set of mm. bosses. Nothing but uh, endless accolades for the game in which Kirby sucks up a vending machine and shoots soda cans at his enemies. It's so good, right? It's so good. True. True. Um you can yeah. Josh. Um what is your choice for this year's bo- favorite well, boss? Yeah, like I mentioned before, I really like the King DDD fight in this game. That was that was mm. a close runner up. Um I think my favorite boss this year was the air from Tunic. Uh the the last boss in that game. Uh who is a ridiculously challenging and also kind of sets you on the end game recontextualization of the world if you really want because you get to the end of the game and you can either beat your head against a wall of a boss who is ridiculously stronger than you uh and try to beat him with the just decimated health and power and everything all all your stats you hit a point in that game where all your stats are just destroyed yeah and you can if you want sort of a la breath of the wild just go fight the boss if you want to 
at any point mm, yeah. at it'd this be point a, it'd be a mistake you you can go fight the boss um and i like that feeling i i like the feeling of a boss who's always just kind of looming over you because it's it's framed that way it's it's you get to this point and well i could go fight the boss maybe maybe i should try to find this other upgrade though in order to restore some of my stats or or whatever um i that that's such a cool conceit i i like the idea of a boss that you can choose to go fight at any at any point in time mm. um and then this one also takes it kind of a step further with having also an additional secret level of information because of well the language in this game that they don't really expect anyone to get because you can just go fight this boss and do all that without having to understand any of that new language in the game. But if you do, you'll find additional hidden things and have a whole other set of secrets and puzzles to solve, which will then frame this boss in a, in another completely new way. Um, which I'm I'm not going to spoil because that's really completely reframes the boss. Mm. Um but but yeah, it's 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 such a strong boss on its own merits. Just the fight itself is yes. extremely strong, but then on top of that, I think the the framing of it is really good. I think I think it in kind of a similar way to uh Oh, what's his name? Like the 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 first major roadblock in Elden Ring, and my brain is completely. Oh, uh, it's not Godric, but uh, May Godfrey. Godfrey or, is is that his? Anyway, no, 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 you, you no, know no, the no. guy, the first guy on that ramp in the castle. I cannot remember his name, but I yes, can't I remember do know either. The guy. But it's it's the same it sort keep, of a thing talking. where just like talking. I'll look it up. you could keep banging your head against the wall, but maybe you just want to fuck off and go level up or, or do whatever. Like it's. It's a similar sort of a vibe, but in this one, it that that's kind of Margaret the Fell Omen. Margaret, yeah. that's it, that's him. All right, yes, yeah. Margaret, yeah, Margaret yeah. the Fell Omen. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Name. I like it that conceit of, of a boss Omen. that you can get back to when you're when you're ready for it. Um, mm. yeah, and 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 I think the air is kind of the standout example of that this year. Although, I mean, obviously, I think most people are kind of be more familiar with with Margaret at this point, just, just given, you know, numbers and how they work. Hmm. I, I think that that's a good choice. I really like the librarian fight from that game as well. Oh, that, that's and a good one. That might be the fight that I could be, well, we'll talk about that. But I could be persuaded on for that game. Like it I, is a strong one. I think it was just where I was at mentally by the time I got to the end of tunic that like you say that boss fight. And I'm like, oh, I hate that fight. <laughs> it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, I hate it because I'm not good at it. Same. But I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, okay, so favorite character, Rich. I'm excited to see what your I, uh, I, I think I know what your pick is, but okay, it's it's the only time this game's going to come up, and I think okay, mostly I because know. it's littered with problems, but it's like a thing I from my time I've been spending playing this game that I'm still chugging at. It's actually from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh, wow. Yeah. There are um, some strong ones in there. It is Larry, the normal type gym leader. <laughs> yeah. I love Larry. 
he is for anyone who has not gotten to the latest mainline Pokemon entry yet. He's basically like a Japanese salary man. Um, yeah. his gym is his favorite restaurant, and he's just a disheveled, like middle-aged guy in a suit and tie who's here to do a Pokemon battle like it's a business transaction with you. Um. Yeah. And there's just like something elegantly like when the gym is inside a restaurant and when you make your way to the battlefield, he is just this disheveled guy sitting at the counter who sets, gets up and is like, all right, I'm Larry. Let's do this thing. And walks <laughs> over with his briefcase to battle you. I love yeah. that. That's so cool. I, you were telling me about that privately. And that is one of the one of the. Coolest sounding parts of that game. Yeah, I love that yeah, they've yeah. been doing that kind of stuff. They've been playing loosely with the idea of gyms. Like, even thinking about uh, Sword and Shield, when you go to that gym leader in the back alley during that, like, 90s punk rock concert. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah, I like yeah, that they're starting yes. to play more loosely with that and they, stuff. And they kind of take that idea whole cloth in Scarlet and Violet in a way I really like, where it's the gym, every gym leader talks to you like, gym leader is not their job. They were appointed by the Pokemon League to be a gym leader, but it's like a side hustle for them. They yeah. have something else they do during the day. Like one of the gym leaders is a streamer. One of them is a professional snowboarder. But Larry's just a businessman and I love him. Yeah. Yeah, it really is good. I think that makes more sense when you think about it, because like if you're a gym leader, how are you going to make money? And like and you're just sitting there waiting for people to challenge you there are only so many people that are going to come in a day yeah and like they they kind of make it seem more feasible in this by introducing the idea of gym tests like you need to prove you're not wasting everyone's time before the gym leader will challenge you in each city in this game that's cool yeah i like that a lot cool josh who is your favorite character from this year um there there are a lot of good ones this year there a lot of strong stories a lot of strong characters um my favorite, just because he's always a joy to get back to and talk to every every time you come back to him, is Mikey from Neon White. Mm. Um, Mikey's a good who, pick. Who, who is, you know, Archangel Michael, but in this game, he's, he's, he's a cat. Smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar named Mikey. Um... Or for some of us, he's John Cena. Yeah, who, who, exactly, exactly, uh, who gives you your your missions uh, and kind of helps you out through the story. Mikey is, well, I, well it's, it, I love how they have Mikey and 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 Gabby, Michael and and Gabriel, Gabriel yeah, which yeah. is such a that's such a good bit in this game. Yeah. I, I love anyway, but but Mikey is being this like, you know, just cranky old guy. <laughs> you know, doing his job, who's also a cat smoking a cigar. And for um, for anyone who uh, might have, we definitely talked about this when we talked about this game originally, but, like, one of the bits in Neon White is that angels take on the appearance you find most appealing in this universe. Yeah, yeah. So for the main character in Neon White, they appear as cats, but I, th I think it's yeah, for Neon you're, you're Yellow. Yeah, you're like little, little chibi cat-looking yeah. things, yeah. I, I think Neon Yellow, inadvertently, you realize through a conversation with him that angels appear to him as John Cena. Yeah, all the angels look like John Cena to him, which is just uh, so funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but but Mikey as a character, I think, was done so well. Um, yeah, that's a really good pick. I hadn't actually considered it, but that's a really good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid choice, yeah. There, there are a lot of characters... This is another really strong category. It always is every year. Um, it's hard to pick one favorite character. 
that I personally gravitate towards because it's like in a lot of games I'm like I really like this person I really like that person uh, Triangle Strategy definitely had some strong characters for me this year personally um, there are a few other games but none stood out to me more this year and again this might be a little bit of recency bias but I'm definitely going to remember him going forward uh, throughout the year is Sindri from Ragnarok oh, that's um, good yeah man where his story goes and his character development is just insane like i I will try and keep that as spoiler free as i can but again there might be some spoilers so if you want to skip ahead please feel free to do so but um you know we rich and i were talking about his character yesterday uh you know him him and brock specifically all the way back from 2018 and to consider where who they were as characters in the beginning of that game into yeah. where Sindri's story ends up going by the end of Ragnarok. He has had so much development. And it's the same for every other of the characters in that game as well. But yeah, Sindri's yeah. story was just so well executed. And to me, like to see a character, this is going to go into spoiler territory. I can't avoid it. To see his character go from this like, character who's trying to help atreus and help kratos and be there and help with the mission and just be supportive to see him deal with uh what his character considers ultimate loss and to see him become a completely different character this badass you know pull no punches character was phenomenal um yeah yeah no absolutely like the the switch from the comic relief that Brock and Sindri were in the first game to all the depth they have in, in Ragnarok is so cool. So cool. They did such an excellent job with that. It's really cool. And it's, it's cool to see where his character ends up by the end of the game. Um, in terms of not what happened to him and the, the situation, how that that affects him. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see, him as the character going forward in the franchise and what he's going to bring to the table because it, yeah, his character arc is so fucking good. And I, I really enjoyed him. They're even the like green and especially subtleties. more as the game went on. They're even like, and I think to kind of reinforce your argument, cause I do think it is a definitely, it was definitely a contender for me uh, as well. Shay, I think part of my mental blocking is that, and I know this is not how we frame this award, but my brain goes like, best new character. Um, I, it's just a weird hang up to me. Uh, not, not to dissuade yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, no. Um, but what basically, uh, there are some weird subtleties in the way Sindri is presented by the end of that game in terms of we have known him as like this germaphobe, uh, in the yeah. series and like his physical appearance is like disheveled by the end and, and how he's affected by everything. It kind of tosses that stuff out the window. Uh, yeah. Just isn't, isn't thinking about it, like cuts through it because he's kind of acting on impulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can, I can see where you think that. Like, I, I don't, I don't think about it that way. I always think it is just like, the I don't think we should have to. Up. I think it's just the way I'm wired. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, we have the last category we're going to be talking about today. Uh, favorite oh, narrative. Oh, fuck, we're that far along already? Jesus. We're flying, guys. We're keeping I'm, ourselves I'm okay more succinct this year somehow. I'm okay somehow. with that. Huh, weird. Um, but favorite narrative. Josh, you are kicking this off, and Ugh. trust me, 
I know this is always one of the most difficult categories for you. You mention it every year. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, really. Um, fuck, man. Just wanted to say good luck. I have. I, I had. Yeah. I have several games written down, and I was hoping one would just jump to the top by the time we got here. Honestly, because I, I I've been. It's Norco. Um, Norco, I think, had my favorite story this year. Um, and again, like, since I've been having high, I, I think Solar Ash is probably my number two there. There are a bunch of great stories. Mm. That one is mostly told in a similar way to, I mean, similar way sound, that that's way too, it's much more direct than Elden Ring was, but it's, it's a similar way of like, you're going to be getting p- pieces of this and you, it's your job to put it together sort of a thing, right. but it, it was way less dense and abstract That's true. than that, than that true. game. Uh, but a similar sort of, this is on you to put this together, but I think Norco just overall, I, I think really was my favorite story this year. Um, and I, I mentioned some of this last week about how it is uh, a story of you as the kid who got out of this shithole company town, uh, Norco, Louisiana, which is home to oil refineries and nothing else. Um, having to go home to bury your mom and everything that goes on along with that. Um, it's not not really a big store, big spoiler, because it's it's early on in the game. You also find out not long after that that you're you 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 flash back and forth between that main story and also the final days of your mom. Um, mm. you playing playing as a, you know a second character to kind of frame that and give you um additional information that the main character doesn't have uh, in in framing this world. And it's done so excellently to kind of keep you invested in both stories by, by giving you additional information that your, your main character uh, doesn't have, but not in like a, uh, not in a way that feels like you still have, you still don't have the whole story. You've got a lot more of it by playing these, you know, like the, the sections as as your mom. Towards the end, there you you get a whole lot more information, but it's not like oh you know everything going on, and it's it's like oh how how does this other character who has no information react? It's still it, you're you're figuring out the mystery the whole time you're you're going through the game, uh, which is it's just just excellent storytelling how they're able to gives you so much information about, you know, mysteries mm. are hard to pull off. They I, are. I think. Um, and this game does an excellent job of giving you so much information, but still leaving you not understanding all the ramifications of what all the information means still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this game just does an excellent job of that. It's an excellent mystery. It's an excellent sci-fi story, which I mentioned it's sort of that near future sci-fi feeling to it. Um, excellent 
I mean, like kind of the overall framework is just this Southern Gothic sort of feeling to the 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 overall world. Um, it's it's excellent. That is that is such such a good game, such a good narrative that they tell throughout that story. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's. This is a tough one. There, there are a bunch of good stories this year. A there are a bunch, bunch of, good of good stories. Um, but I, I think, I think Norco is the one that really did the most this year mm. with, with that. I respect that. Yeah, I think it's a solid choice. Um, mine's going to be no surprise to anybody. I'm going to keep it as succinct as possible because we talked about it in detail uh, very recently. God of War Ragnarok um, yeah. is absolutely going to be the one that I remember the most this year and is got to be my favorite narrative. Um, Rich, yours as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured I'd throw that out now. Yeah. It's Go ahead. a game that Go made me cry like four times. Um, and I did like it's... I love God of War 2018 and I was like hesitant about how much the narrative of Ragnarok was going to work for me because I knew they were setting out to complete this story and we knew it was the back half. And is this going to ring as true when it's all pulled together? And I think it does. And I think it rings better. And I feel even more positive on 2018 as well. Uh, seeing it all as a whole package and how those characters sort of come full circle and, there there are still threads dangling and i think there probably will be another game that is going to take place outside of uh this norse setting but it feels like a complete story now and it feels like a really mm. exceptional complete story um i just yeah no it's uh i i can't wait for them to put that new game plus in cuz i i kind of want to see what that's about <laughs> right now Here's what I'll say. Like, when I played the old God of War games, um, I played the first one all the way through. The second and third one, not as much. Um, I put a little bit of time into each one of those. The, the, the narrative right was cool, but like it was God never, like, deep. You know? It wasn't there no. for me. And God of War 2018 yeah. came around and really gave depth to Kratos as a character. And... It, it presented him with completely new challenges, you know, not externally, but internally as well. And it finally started to address some of the traumas that be, were the catalyst for his journey to begin with. And this game brings a lot of that trauma out to the forefront and has Kratos as a character dealing with it and does it in really cool ways. Um, uh, yeah, well, like, yeah, to not only see him deal first... with his direct trauma, but to yeah. also see him deal with it through other people by Use helping it to them. relate to people, which is not something yes. you'd expect from Kratos. By, yeah, by being empathetic exactly. is a, is a exactly. characteristic 10 years ago, I don't think anybody, any one of us would have attributed Not to Kratos, with. exactly, yeah. He's the angry guy who beat Hercules' skull in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This, so much of this... Hmm. reboot's not the word there's not a, there's not a word for this but for this 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 new take continuation of the story with kratos is absolutely reflecting on those earlier games and does so in a way that is kind of embarrassing to the older games honestly with the amount of skill and and, and depth they are they are showing with hmm. these with, with with this story with these characters um yeah, absolutely. It was. It is. It is 
it's, I'm kind of curious to see someone who's not played any of those older games take hmm. on it, but I, like I, I don't even think it's necessary. I, I think just just the general oh he was the old God of War is like that's enough to, to still. Well, that's just get like I'm so far removed game. from those games that that's like to be like did I go back and like refamiliarize myself and like read some synopses and stuff? Sure. But like for the most part, that's kind of what I think we're walking into it with. Like we played those games, but it yeah, was like, it has it feels been like forever. a lifetime ago. It really has. I was, yeah. a, I was a kid playing those games. I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I talk like this. Golly gee whiz, Mister! I've never talked like that in my life. Yeah, oh. thank God. Just to be clear, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no you, like, I don't to, think so you would have made it clear. to uh, no, to this age me. talking like that. No, I wouldn't have survived skateboarding through sewers like no. one of the goddamn no. Ninja Turtles. Wouldn't have happened. But uh, like, there, Are we there's just, on this? there's so much that happens in this game. Um, there are so many characters that have interesting stories outside of Kratos as well, and you want to see what happens with all of their stories, every one of them. And excuse me, they they all are viable, and they're all like there's so much character development, and it adds to the narrative. There, like there are side missions that you do, and it adds to the narrative. Everything in this game feels necessary, and it really is. It really is like a miniature odyssey in a way. So I I don't think, in my opinion. There were a lot of really good games and a lot that, that had really good narrative. And it's not to shit on anyone else's choice. This is not to shit on your choice, Josh. But for me, I won't I think remember Josh has, narrative that's a great nearly pick, yeah. as much as I remember the narrative from this game. And it none are more impactful to me this year than this game. And it's like, for me, it's not even close. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that as well, Shay. And like, I'm not... I don't think any of us are people that like rush to hand the award to a triple A game, but it's a game that it had all the resources, which is the benefit triple A's get, but uses them all tremendously well. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a given like, no, not um, never, never a given. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, last year out of all the amazing games we picked for favorite narrative, we all went with Eastward. So, yeah. Which is a great game, a phenomenal a game. game. But like, yeah. yeah, that's that's the difference between being like, well, it won because it had all those resources. Yes, it had all those resources, God of War, but like, it gets the most out of having those resources. Right. Exactly. 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 Like the 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 amount of depth to every character in Ragnarok is outstanding, mm. and, and a lot of that we kind of mentioned before is is due to them having. The benefit of this being a sequel, there, you've, you've got some amount of familiarity with these characters. There's a whole lot of background uh, context that you've got by being a part of this. That, again, like, the, the recap's good enough. It, it gets this you... Game, it gets you, yeah. you... You don't need to have played that, but it's, it's definitely... It's felt. It is felt that these characters have a life outside of this game. Um, even, even if you haven't seen them until this game, uh, they all feel like they have their own life going on. They are not, their established relationships are believable. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're not just here for the game. Yes. Yeah. They have other shit go. It's a stacked script with a stacked voice cast that elevates the script that much. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. And on that note, let's go on break. Before we do our group proceedings, we will be right back with more of our Dagger Tooth Awards. So stick around. You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the Chompcast, I don't just listen to the Chompcast. I'll be what do you chomping. do? I be chomping. You be chomping? I be chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. What else can I find there? What's at swordchomp.com? At swordchomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast, where we talk about video games. Or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark, where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah. You know, one time, <laughs> I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car, and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window, and I roll it down, and he shines his light on me, and I say, I'll be chomping. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said I'd be chomping. I'd be chomping. Hey, y'all. We're back. That's crazy. I think that's the first that's year not your ever. Word. You can't use that word. We're off air. We've been like, so we all agree on what the choices are, right? Let's just list them and leave. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. No. Uh, now we're going to have our discussion about what represents us here as a group at Sword Chomp. Uh, we will look at our personal choices. Our choice does not have to come from those personal lists, um, but that it is a good starting point or jumping off point for us to decide. So we're going to start off with favorite weapon. And if we look, we have the Drapnir Spear. On two lists, Riches and Mind, because I use my tie. We also have Benedict as a support character in Triangle Strategy. And Josh has the shotgun from Roller Drone. So, um, I fully expect Benedict not to win, so I'm not, like, I'm I'm okay with that. The Drop New Spear uh, did pop up on two lists. Are, are there any other weapons you feel like would better represent us as a group? Not really um, as a group is kind of the I, issue. I, but I think, also, there's I, nothing else is on all three of our lists is the issue. Um, it's the only one I feel super strongly about uh, of all the stuff that's already come up. Yeah, the 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 other runners up for both Rich and myself were the like the the weapons from Neon White. Like specifically, yeah. I think the assault rifle and the rocket launcher are probably the top two. It would have been the rocket launcher. For the me. rocket, the rocket launcher is excellent. Um, or really like the assault and, rifle as well, just because you get that like grenade that you can launch yourself with. That that feels I, really good too. I I think almost like what would have been like my neon white pick would yeah. have been like the idea of throwing your guns just as a conceit. Yeah, is a cool concept. Uh, but like, yeah, I think drop near is the only thing I feel really strongly about. Yeah, that we all uh, played. That's come up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- there are other weapons um, that I feel pretty strongly about, like the Cuphead DLC had really strong uh, new weapon that they integrated. There are a few others, but yeah, yeah I think the Drop Near Spear is the one that best represents us as a group. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Sorry, I had to enter that into the official records, which is this Word document. Okay, next is favorite art direction. Um, you two have Neon White. I have Trek to Yomi. Um, though, those are um, decent, decently good picks. Obviously, both of you very much agree on Neon White. I unfortunately have minimal to no um, experience with that, but like that's not the end of the world for me. Like yeah. I, I know a Trek to Trek to Yomi is very much a me thing, so I'm okay yeah. with that. If uh, you felt like super like insanely strongly about Trek to Yomi, like I see where you're coming from, so I could get that. Mm. It's just that I think Neon White is so insanely like stylistic. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at as well. Like the the art is kind of I, I think the strong suit of Trek to Yomi, but also. Like like Rich was saying, I I think Neon White is just so great it, 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 as well. Like it's, it's not that that's the strong suit, but that it's it's extremely strong and also plays into and everything else in the game. And it's the thing at first glance, like it's the thing that's striking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 an extremely uh, strong stylistic choice. Um, it's the only thing that I think I can make a case to someone who hasn't played it about uh like I, I think that's art in general though you know what i mean like an art style in general is the thing that's not that hard to make a case to someone about if they haven't played the game yeah hmm. okay well i'm i'm okay with I'm that to, let, me, let, me, let me look through my li- list real quick again just to see, see if there's, there's something we all played yeah, that, that we stands all played that, that's also up there just real quick I think Triangle Strategy is another good one that we didn't really mention that much. Oh, but yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that's, that's good, game. but I also, again, I, I didn't play that. Well, I was going to say, A, you yeah. didn't play it. B, Octopath Traveler, it's in, like in the same boat. But like it it deserves to be mentioned here. I, I do actually, yeah. I, I actually want to bring up, because this probably would have been a stronger standout for me if I had not just started this game. Yeah. Uh, Pentiment. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of doing a similar thing. There, there's another. This is kind of the first one that's really gotten a lot of wide attention. But there's there's a a set of games, um, the um, I think it's a trilogy at this point that's about to wrap up, that are also, uh, stylized, uh, like like medieval tapestries, texts, like medieval tapestries. tapestries tap- yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the uh. we find them okay anyway but but that's that's less unique than i think a lot of people are thinking coming to it just because it's the one that has caught on because it had a bigger publisher Mm. um that's fair yeah and i I think there are some other good games like horizon forbidden west has beautiful art design um and in terms of more realism you know, like some some of the bigger games, yeah, are, are, are really beautiful. But at the same time, I I, uh, I feel like that. I mean, the the realism always, like for me, takes a backseat to more of like stylistic choice. And while I appreciate the more realistic approach to something like Elden Ring and um, Horizon Forbidden West, I do. I I I feel like. 
Like, and I can't quite say that either because Elden Ring has a very like gothic approach. Uh, God of War Ragnarok has a very like Nordic stylistic approach in that. Like, I think those art styles are very cool. The art direction of those are very cool. I'm okay at the end of the day um, with neon white being representative of this category for this year. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think we can go with that then. I, th- I think the only other thing I'm looking at here that we all played that I think is kind of standout would be Stray. Um, but sure, also, but I, I feel like it kind of falls into a lot of the, oh, it's cyberpunk, so we have to do this type cliches yes. that don't I think, actually I, make I sense think, for the story they're telling. Yeah, I think Neon White is more deserving of it. Stray is very, very artistically cool but yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I think i think i don't know four to five times it it really does well but then occasionally it's like cyberpunk that's that's the decision we're going with here instead of something that actually fits the world better um, yeah i'm it, okay with conceding to neon white in this case okay i can live with that i i do feel strongly enough about that to kind of override the we haven't all played it bit there as far as mm. trying to find some sort of common ground otherwise. So, right. Right. Sounds like um, Rich does as well. So yes. Mm. Okay. So next is the most influential game of 2022. Two of us had Elden ring, uh, and Josh, you had Pokemon legends, Arceus. Yeah. I could see a case for e- either one of those. If Same. I'm being completely honest. Just numbers-wise, I mean, I think it has to be Elden Ring, but also, yeah, I'm I'm kind of hopeful that a lot of the right lessons are taken from both these games, um, as far as what that is actually going to turn out to be mm. in the industry. I feel like Elden right. Ring has a much more realistic chance of being influential. I think, and I think it has a more widespread appeal in regards yeah. to that. Well, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's why it's it's probably more likely to actually be influential. Although, yeah. I mean, I say that, but then you know, Pokemon's the highest selling franchise in in all of gaming. So who 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 the fuck knows? So yeah, but I, I think it's more so like us seeing Elden Ring is that example of a game that took all the right lessons from that Breath of the Wild thing, and hoping that that continues to happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with Elden Ring on here. I, I think you two are definitely. Yeah, I think that's the place where it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for us as a as a collective to put that game. Uh-huh. I think so too. I think so too. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the only love Elden Ring's probably gonna get <laughs> for this week's episode. So it, yeah, it makes, for sure. I think it's a good place for it. Yeah. One I think is gonna be the one we maybe have the most dissension on actually is most punchable face in gaming. We yeah. all had three very different answers. Rich with Heimdall from Ragnarok, uh Josh with Yang from Sifu, and I had the CEO or CEO, um the Megalomaniac from the Pharaoh's Tomb mission from Horizon Forbidden West. I don't know if there's gonna be that much dissension because I think you kinda of sold me on this, Shay. You did a good job of making it. Like, I point just hadn't there. been thinking about that. Like I hadn't thought about Horizon in that respect in a while. Mm-hmm. And like when you were done, I'm like, oh, I think he's kinda of right. <laughs> yeah, I mean like Heimdall, like the thing is at the end of the day, Heimdall is a really good choice because he is an arrogant prick. 
But most of the gods were arrogant pricks at the end of the day. You expect that from them. Like that's when you when you hear God, usually a god, especially in the Greek and Roman times, that's what you expected. And even in some Norse mythology, the gods aren't these benevolent, always, always these benevolent yeah. creatures. A guy, a guy who is in a post-apocalyptic world, hearkening back to uh, a guy who has no knowledge of this person and trying to become him and force... And yeah. is like, you know who's cool? Crypto bros. Well, yeah. And on top of that, forcing her to wear, like, Aloy to wear clothing is like... This... Is, is very... There's something just gross about that, and controlling and manipulative and so like it stuck with me all year that's his man bun upset me and i think you're right yes i think i'm right too to be honest with you like this what is a the... weird stance for you to take but yeah you think you're no right. I, I i do i do like that character he, he really does feel an awful lot like caesar from fallout new vegas just 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 complete oh, yeah, shit stain who's like well the world has ended uh uh, who who is a strong man I can pretend to be from from but the old it's world? Like, it's um, like so much worse that like the strong man he picked is basically Elon Musk, right? Like it's it's exactly like it it makes sense. Like the Fallout one that makes much more sense in that world of the from the fifties type. Who, yeah. who would we look back on and think, oh, this is what we should reshape our society as? But yeah. like now now that we're kind of looking forward from this future, I, I can absolutely see. The CEO, um, as as that same sort of a character, just this completely misguided little shit. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the yeah. difference is like, like Kaisar in that game. Um, yeah. he he is he is a shit stain, but like he's also cold and calculated. Like he's he's good, sort at, of. He, I mean, he's also he's, yeah, he's decently good to good at what he's trying to imitate where this guy he's not he's a fucking bumbling buffoon he's very creepy about the way he does things so like there's a similarity in what yeah like elon musk yeah we, we got we got the elon musk thing we got <laughs> well, no no i think he's really going for what he's he's yeah. he's trying to be i think he's nailed it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well ted farrow isn't isn't quite that i like like yeah, to, yeah. let's let's pull the joke aside for a in second in hindsight i think it works <laughs> no he's much less of a shit stain than elon musk ted farrow is yes but the guy who's imitating ted farrow is on par with the shit stain that is elon musk eh. so. it's a tough competition <laughs> okay well anyways you got it okay well, that this is the category I was almost positive I was gonna convince you guys of. So I'm happy. Yeah, no, no, that I was a strong one. That's a strong one. Thank yeah, you. Makes sense. Thank you. So next <laughs> is favorite gaming mechanic. Uh, just to remind everybody, um, we had two ties here. Collecting I, I the can't game believe we had two ties in, in one and category. And doing a trick to reload in Roller Drome. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. I, I think it's gonna be easier to convince. You guys, that it's tunic, then it is going to be to convince me that it's. I roller think just drum. given that's the one we all played, it makes more sense to give it to tunic. 
I, I yeah i think not only does it make more sense um it just it hadn't been something i had thought of as a mechanic but when you said it i was like oh that's a that's a neat idea like i yeah like i get where you're coming from and i i see the argument for it mm. well i mean like you you don't and i know you see the argument just to kind of like expand upon that a little bit there are certain puzzles in the game that you will have no idea how to solve or that they even exist or you are don't even, even know puzzles, puzzles without those manuals like they just they seem like background elements until you have the context for it yes. which is well yeah so i mean cool. i just thought i was an idiot but <laughs> yeah so i mean like i feel like those game manual pages are essential and thus making them a game mechanic in my opinion that's how i view it yeah no no i'm again oh this, this is my tie so it's not like i really need to be convinced of this um yeah i i absolutely loved both these mechanics but i i think just for 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 me this represents represents all of us standpoint it makes more sense to give it the tunic um, totally 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 agree you know over the years we've gotten really good at understanding how to represent ourselves as a collective i think we've uh-huh. gotten so much better about that a collective of three white guys yeah it's, who it's, thought we could find common it's, ground? it's amazing that there's any sort of yeah common ground commonality isn't it you. wild yeah isn't it wild it's crazy it's an interesting concept okay so next <laughs> is uh the other one the other category i feel very passionately about today is favorite ecosystem um Rich, you and I had Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Josh, you had V Rising. But I think he also said Arceus. I, was I also like said the Arceus was like my my number two choice for this. Yeah. So, and and again, given that's the only one we all three played, I, I think I think it's Arceus. Um, actually, I want to argue for um, Elden Ring. <sighs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, doing this. I'll just you just let me know when you're done. I'm gonna I'm, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I, I like. There's got to be some drama here. This is what no, people no, tune I do. in for. No, there doesn't have to be. That's the thing. Yeah. No, I I like that, but also, like I mentioned before, I kind of felt more strongly about Elden Ring for like the sound design. As far as from last week when we were talking about that, I I love. Well, that's over. Sound. Yeah, I know it's over. Exactly. Stop so, living in the past. What about Stop a Plankton Requiem now, right? for favorite ecosystem? Because they're rats. What's you up? didn't even finish that game. I didn't even start that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. What about Halo Infinite? For favorite I don't know ecosystem? what that is. That doesn't sound real. Are you sure that came out? I'm Do you mean Halo 3? That was like a long time ago. Actually, like, in, in all, all jokes aside, what about know. Stray? That, that, does, does Stray that, have a strong enough ecosystem? You guys think? That feels like a reach. No, Halo Reach yeah. came out in 2010. I've never heard of that. Okay, Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> enough of the fake drama. Okay, it's that. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. No, the, the the ecosystem in Stray is good-ish, but also, yeah, not compared not compared to Pokemon. No, yeah. I agree. So, favorite moment. This one's gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be the one where oh, we're gonna have to convince yeah. each other. Uh, I know Josh, this is your least favorite one to argue about or discuss. Usually, uh, although I, I really did so like personal. my choice this year. Yeah. Okay, so just to remind each other and um, the audience, Rich is, is the first time you see Vegas and Horizon Forbidden West, which is a very strong contender. Josh said the anime intro to Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is also a really strong contender. That's really good, yeah. And um, 
you know, all critics say the best choice is when Atreus thanks Mimir for guidance, tells him that he has been like a second father to him in Ragnarok. So, uh, three incredible moments from this year. And so similar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. There's a ton of overlap here. But, um, do either of you guys want to argue for your choices? I don't think I should have to. No, I mean, I think mine speaks for itself. It has lyrics. It has fucking... It, it literally speaks for itself. And they are good. They are good lyrics. They're mm-hmm. kind of... kind of. There's a bunch of baby ducks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Mm. So here, here's what I'm going to say. As, Go like, it. all jokes aside, as much as I love my choice, we are giving God of War Ragnarok a ton of praise this year. So I'm okay with saying, like, as much as I love my choice, I think there are other choices that are just as good. Like, I like all three of our choices a ton. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West just won an award with most punchable face in gaming. Uh, They can be happy that they're taking that award It is true. Yeah. I don't see Kirby getting much more love today. I'd be t- like I-, I wasn't even thinking of this moment but I'd be totally happy giving this to Kirby just because I don't really see it yeah. coming up a lot yeah and I, I, don't think th- it I don't think you see a lot up. of things clearly right now in general what do you mean considering the fact that uh, you're seeing things in blue and red right now I don't understand is this, is this an idiom I, I feel what? I'm being pretty literal with Rich for some reason oh, wearing 3D oh, glasses oh, right I, now. I, Why are you getting political about it? Wow. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. If but... we had a video version of the podcast, I would give anything just to occasionally have me do this and put up that like blurb on the bottom where it's just, like put on 3D glasses now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. But, but no, I I think I'm that, wearing 3D glasses. Yes, yeah, that, this, this, this yes, yeah. No, I think no that, um, that. Was, the anime it's... intro to to Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a is a solid choice. To be honest with you, and I do, I, I'm yeah. okay at the end of the day. Like I, honestly, if we wanted, I, I would be okay with all... any one of our choices. Like I like all three yeah. of those moments. I like all three yeah. of them again as my second choice. I I did mention like that first elevator ride down into the underworld and Elden Ring, which I also think is extremely strong. And we all kind of all all experience that one would be if if we wanted to do more of a group thing. But I think you're right. I experience as far as the, the Kirby thing every night when I go to bed, and so I don't right? know what you mean by that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a. I mean, there's some other really strong choices like uh, after you defeat the final boss in Tunic, and you kind of see the culmination of that story is a really strong moment. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other really strong moments. One of one of four good game endings in in the entire history of the medium. Wild. Huh. You'd think we would have nailed it by now. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Solar Ash has some really good, good moments endings. in that game as well. Um. There are a lot of good moments, but yeah, I'm okay with the anime intro. Okay. Yeah, Rich, you okay sure. with it? Oh, I'm more than okay with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How much more? Oh my god. Three. Three or four. Okay, I can accept that as an answer then. Could even um, be seven. 
Favorite feel-good game. We are all over the place with this one. Josh with Final Fantasy XIV and Walker Expansion. I am there with Tinykin and Rich, you have Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Vampire Survivors is another one that I also would just turn on to have a you know a good comfort game like it wasn't it wasn't my in my top two like i mentioned as far as ones that i sunk endless hours into this year but it it was one that i turned that like vampire survivors is the reason i kept my steam deck this seems like i'm being like ridiculous but like i didn't have a ton of like feel good games in 2022 like there weren't a ton of times this year where i turned to video games as like a way to unwind and that's almost depressing but Mm. vampire survivors was one of those few times like see the the way i feel like you guys are viewing this category is more like favorite comfort food game and like feel good feel good game i think of like animal crossing bear and breakfast like those kind yeah. of games, and yeah. I've like, if I'm being honest, I don't view either of your guys' choices as like that style of game. Like, I would not, I would not Seems turn on of you. It's kind of Vampire Survivors to be like, not, oh, not this look at, you know, makes me warm and feel cuddly inside. And... I wouldn't play Final Fantasy 14 and Walker Expansion to feel warm and cuddly inside. Yeah, you know, strange like, that you don't think about you know capturing Pokemon and playing with dress up dolls and and farming and and designing a house is a comfort game i'd like to also, change my also answer there, to pornography. There, are, there are raids in the game but that no one no one does that shit yeah i'd like to change my answer to pornography is that a, game? That's a strong or choice is... just like the concept of pornography <laughs> just the concept as a whole yeah <laughs> but like like tiny can it is specifically so designed lack. as like a feel-good game or like Bear and Breakfast that just recently yeah. came out. That is designed as a just recently came out in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Like um, Tinykin's strong as far as your take on this topic. I think freshly frosted kind of. I wish I had gotten to those. that. I wish I had gotten to that. I watched really a bunch good. of videos of it. That that was almost my vocal performance of the year because the uh. voice actress who kind of explains the different levels and how this is her imagining a donut factory as a way to kind of process different troubles in her life is so calming and and reassuring as she explains that and also the music's good like that's that yeah you you do need to get back around to, to freshly frosted at some point rich i think you'd really like that. yeah i think i think i will i think i will make a point to do that yeah yeah, that that was that was another strong strong one for this year. Hmm. No, yeah, I that's another that's a, one of those games that you were talking about that sounded interesting that I wanted to get to get around to but never was able to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of given both of our definitions, but again, this is not a common ground one. Potionomics is up there. Yeah, I never as, got to that. Yeah, I, I do. Frogun. It's pretty great, but again, you guys didn't get around to that one either. Yeah. For the sake of common ground, like I hadn't considered it at the time, and I because and I don't think it's going to come up again. I get what Shay means by tiny. Yeah, game, yeah, no, and no. it is definitely one of those times where I was like, yeah, when I was playing that game, like, and the reason I flew through it in two days is because I was just kind of relaxed and having fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of the whole spirit of this award. Yeah, it is. It is. It just generally... I kind of gravitate towards games that last a good deal longer, just because you know, at least at least in my mind, that allows me to. Uh, some people say that's too long. Well, but it's you know, some games are overly long, and it's it it becomes a whole thing, forcing yourself through them. But but I think some of these like comfort games, kind of like you were saying with like Animal Crossing. It's just fun to go back to every time you Sometimes get... Sometimes yeah. enough is enough, and I just want to go to bed already. There's that, too. Yeah. Some people say that's too big. So porn it is. <laughs> Fair enough. So can we agree on Tinykin? You think? Yeah, I, I think I'm I think so. With Again, as, as far as the finding common ground, I think that was the choice that we all got to. And it is, it okay. is a strong one. That was, that was in contention for me, so... And honestly, yeah. out of the three, it's the only one that all three of us have played. Exactly. Exactly. I, I do think I could convince you of some of my other choices had you gotten around to them, but but yeah, but and yeah. maybe my answer would have even been different if I had Possibly. gotten around to them. Possibly, I do think both of you would really like freshly frosted and uh, potionomics as far as that goes. So, mm. I think so. When, when you have the time, hmm, definitely. All right, favorite boss. This is going to be a fun one. I have the Snow Colt Scuffle uh, from Cuphead DLC. Mm -hmm. Rich has the final boss in Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And Josh has the final boss in Tunic. Um, this is going to be a tough one. We really didn't have a lot of overlap. Um, no. I hate that final boss in Tunic. It was the least enjoyable part of Tunic for me. I almost put it down. Yeah. I mean, it can be that way if you're bad at the game. I agree. Yeah. Well, not just bad at the game, but like, I, I, I don't think they do as good of a job as something like Breath of the Wild of of getting across that you don't need to just beat your head against this. You can hmm. you can go do other stuff, and I, I think they kind of leave it up to you to get that. You know. That's an option. Yeah. So so I understand where that can be. This is it's absolutely a boss. You could just beat your head up against for forever to the point where it's just it's not fun anymore. Right. Um, yeah. So I I, I, like, I get that one. If I was to pick a boss from that game, I would rather pick the librarian. Um yeah, that that is a good boss. Yeah, that is a very memorable boss fight for me, or the the boss fight before the final boss, which is like you're in the uh, kind of underground area. I can't remember the name of the boss. I oh, have that, to look. It's at like it. a it's like a gauntlet. Oh, 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 no, no. That's, I was thinking of the cathedral, which is also deep underground. Oh, with actual bosses, I know the one but... you're talking about. I didn't really. I don't know if I care for that one that much. I the, think the librarian the is probably or... yeah the scavenger. Like that, yes. Scavenger, I think the I librarian think is, is the only boss in that game that, like, I have a weirdly fond memory of. Yeah, no, yeah. That, no, I, I, yeah, yeah that, that was a really solid boss. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the final boss in Kirby sounds cool. I didn't get around to that, so... All the bosses in Kirby are great. I, yeah. Like, there, there was not a weak boss in that game. Um, it's true. Um, like, I think there's some... I think yeah. the the final boss in Horizon Forbidden West is really strong, but 
also josh has no context to yeah, that. yeah I, I didn't get to the end of that game uh, the cup of dlc has some really strong bosses i don't think rich got around to that so no, no. Did not. we we did not play a ton of that uh Elden there are a lot of strong, some really strong bosses as well yeah but, yeah yeah uh i don't know how memorable those are comparatively I mean, like, I, I mentioned Melania this before. kind of the only one I still think about, and it's because it kicked my ass a million times. Mm. I mentioned this before when talking about the air. Margit is kind of right there as as a real, you know, roadblock boss. Sure. In Elden Ring that that we all got to. Um, I don't know as far as finding common ground goes. Maybe. Yeah, I get. I could see Margaret making it margaret margaret yeah margaret yeah, yeah. Woman. maggot i like so like <laughs> you know what i love is like i made a mistake earlier and then you guys gave me shit rich makes okay. a mistake and you guys proceed to make a joke out of it everybody shits themselves laughing um well <laughs> listen listen shay is the point i don't want to fucking not... listen to you anymore shay How about is, that? is the is the so don't uh, mute me? I don't give a shit. Uh, is so anyways. Say, um, where's you, uh, you listen. The point I tried to make earlier, which you refused to double down on, is true courage is knowing you're wrong and refusing to admit it. So, I haven't yeah, heard Mar- that. Margaret, Could you repeat that seven more times? Margaret, the fellow woman. I agree. <laughs> what about God from Triangle Strategy? You get to kill God. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened before. <laughs> right i can't believe uh, that there's a jrpg the, where you get to kill god they've i can't believe they had the courage to go there infernax so also right? had some really strong bosses but i don't think josh got around to that game i i only played the very beginning of that game like it, I, I, feel, I enjoyed it but i, I just didn't that stick was with january it. right i feel like that's part uh, of why like i yeah, think that was, that was like, like january like, or february every time it comes up I'm like did that game come out last year february. But, yeah, yeah, no. yeah it came out february Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, very early February, yeah. It just it feels like a lifetime ago. Not no that doubt. I think that just should Just please get your it. shit right, but yeah. <laughs> so, Margaret? <laughs> I honestly think the librarian fight is stronger than Margaret. I w- I'm totally okay with that. I, like, I'm when, also okay with that. When you say Tunic, like, the boss I think of is the librarian, and I'm not even sure why that is, but there's clearly a reason for that. Well... I think part of that's that librarian sticks around after the fact, and I don't know if you guys got this because you have to understand the language to get it. He's calling us an idiot. Well, there's that, but collectively, also I didn't translate this, idiot. so you, you wouldn't have gotten this. But near the end of the game, you'll 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 see the librarian again because you. Again, spoilers. Not that there's anywhere to skip ahead to at this point, but. You're a spirit near the end of that game, along with everyone else, kind of experiencing the world. You know, of everyone else who's died there. Mm. And the librarian shows back up and shit's talk, shit talks you for being such an idiot um, for for fucking up the world as bad as you have um, right before the end of that game, which is pretty great. Um, which... You might get just from his body language, even if you didn't understand the language, that that he was giving you shit for being such a dumbass and destroying the world, basically. Um, mm. Which it, it is pretty great. Um, 
having a boss show back up after you kill them. Right. To, to yeah. haunt you from the grave. and It is a solid boss. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I also thought about maybe, like, Odin, but the thing is, Odin as a character is much more compelling than Odin, than Odin as, as a boss. boss. Yeah. I think there there are better boss fights in God of War than Odin. Like it's an epic Absolutely. moment, but almost feels like more of a cool set piece than a cool boss. Oh, that Gryla fight though from God of War Ragnarok. That is, is good. So yeah. Good. I would the Gryla's Gryla or Needhog are the ones that I think are kind of worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those are probably the strongest. Those fights. are both strong fights. But I still like I think the librarian is it. I, I think it's the librarian for us. I think that's the one worth giving yeah, it to. I like that. Okay. Cool. Next is favorite character. Um, Rich, you had Larry, the normal type gym yeah. leader from Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. So much. Josh had Mikey from Neon White. I had Sindri also from good. Ragnarok. These are all good choices. Yeah, these are all great. These are all really great. Ugh. There's there's no overlap here. Um, no, but like, Sindri probably would have been my number two. I know we keep fucking like keeping praise on the God of War. That's the only one we all played. Is kind of the... and are about to do it again in twelve seconds, where there's like no contention for narrative. Well, so one one of the things that's kind of been bugging me about this this week is that there's been no love for Plague Tale Requiem. You haven't are... played that game. No, but I did play Plague Tale Innocence. Doesn't really work. But, what, yeah. what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Be like, yeah, man, I didn't play God of War Ragnarok, but I did play God of War Ghost of Sparta for the PSP. So, <laughs> so I like... definitely think Atreus <laughs> should win. I think uh... I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, Joey, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck why Joey. do you keep interjecting? It's true. But no, I didn't know if there were any like because I guarantee if I play that game, that it would be showing up a lot more in these awards. Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of the issue. I've I've played all of three games this year, so it makes it harder than than most years when I've played. Same, you know. I I played 100. a lot of games this year, but like a lot of them I played were a lot from less games than years. I normally do. Yeah, a lot of them it's were because from I'm past tired, years because I was trying to knock out some of my backlog. Yeah. So. I can understand that, but let's uh, give the the worst thing we could say on a, a video game podcast, which is like, I played a lot less games than I normally do this year. And it's because a lot of the time I would get home and just want to go to bed. Yeah, I think sleeping through as much of 2022 as possible is absolutely the right call. I mean, part part of that, too, is you guys got to think about the, like the last few years we've been spoiled with people staying indoors. We've had excuses to play a lot of video games. But yeah. this year, the world decided, uh, oh, there is no sickness, and we're going to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, there is no COVID in Bossing Say. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, that that has been very much the case. Um, so, I mean, we, like, I'm I'm not feeling bad about playing less games, but. Just to look at my short list, um, I mean, Triangle Strategy has some strong characters, but I don't think, like, strong enough to make our group choice that. Um, Cuphead, uh, Miss Chalice, I think was a really cool character 
to introduce and she gets fleshed out more in the TV show than she does in the actual game. But yeah. I think she's kind of, yeah, she's more of an icon than an actual cool character. At that yeah, point. Was she not that's introduced my, five thoughts. years ago when they announced this DLC? <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, they're, the characters don't really stand out to me that much. I'm being honest with you. No, um, I, I don't think so either. You know, mm. yeah, I think yeah. it's got like for me. I think Sindri is the only overlap we've got. Is is I, S- I, I Sindri's think this, good? And, like I could I could hear cases being made for any of the other characters in God of War Ragnarok as well. I, I agree, but like the, the case you made, I think is like. I get yeah. why Sindri would be your pick. He has like one of the most interesting yeah. emotional. I I think the only one of the best two options. Well, I guess three ish. I, I I think Atreus really kind of comes into his own in this game. Um, but I think the only two options that are it, it's Sindri or Freya are kind of the only two. Freya is another really high up there contender for me. Yeah. I really, uh, I wish we had a little bit more screen time with Thor because I also thought he, he could have really went places. But yeah, he certainly went places. Yep. So, what do you guys think between Sindri and Freya? I, I mean, I think you chose. I think it's Sindri, Sindri for a reason. I, I think that's, and I think I agree with that reasoning. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's Sindri. What about the cat from Stray? No, stop trying to undercut yourself. I think it's Sindri. What a about... lack of conflict, you just want to create it, and I don't think it's necessary. Okay, so the last category we're going to talk about today is favorite narrative. Um, Josh had Norco, Rich and I had God of War Ragnarok. So God of War Ragnarok, and we'll call it a night? Well, God of War Ragnarok is amazing. Plague Tale Requiem also had a really good story. How would you uh, know? Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge incredible incredible story I feel like I was just like so in sync with Shredder's character and I'm like I get why he wants revenge right like I I, when Shredder said tonight we dine on turtle soup like I felt that you know I did I did um all jokes so aside, too, huh? all jokes aside, Triangle Strategy really does have an incredible narrative. Uh, it is very JRPG, but the way they weave their morality system into that game and yeah. how everything fall like goes into play there is, I think, is a very well done version of that tropey JRPG narrative. Too much reading, seven out of ten. Speak the story out loud for me. I'm not your maid. I I think there's a be- beauty in the simplicity of the Trek to Yomi narrative. Um, very simple revenge story. I don't story. know what that game was about. Yeah. It's, it's a revenge Cause story. Because I, I didn't finish it. Because it bored me. Yeah, it's not the first time you've been wrong mm. today. Um, I don't think I've ever been wrong. What's this guy even talking about, Josh? How I mean, did you I pronounce Margaret, by the way? The, Margaret, the you were saying the same thing. Margaret, the fellowman. That we've all played, um, I think, Elden Solar Ring Ash and has another really Solar good Ash both also had really good narratives that we all played. Are yeah. those, those are yeah. kind of the only 
only other two that I'd really put in contention as far as Tunic? actual. I mean, tun- Tunic's good, but again, most of that is. I mean, I feel like if we want to roll out two at a time, Elven Ring and Tunic are both extremely vague, and then Tunic goes the extra mile by not being in English. Um, or a language that exists. Yeah. Tell me the story directly. I'm yeah. not your maid. I, right. Then again, but the actual story that's there is great, but no one's going to actually experience most of it is kind of the thing, mm. which I, I'm fine with. I'm fine with a game that is doing that, but like that's that's not going to be most people's experience with it. No uh, doubt. No doubt. I also think Tinykin has a very good narrative. Um, just kidding. Okay. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I did like Solar Ash as well. I think that did a lot of... Hmm. A lot more of that game actually works on a narrative level than on an actual... What's the literal story going on? Like, there's, right. there's, it's, it's so much. I mean, I the things I remember about Solar Ash were like the gameplay more than anything. I don't like. Again, I don't think you guys are wrong for being like having that story resonate with you. It just didn't do yeah. that much for me. Yeah, and so it was much the more level of, it of like digging that had to be done. Kind of a, on a metaphorical level than a literal story. Um, mm. It it works much, you know. It's much stronger on that level. It's similar, like, it's a li- very vaguely similar to Neon Genesis. More, It's more similar in the way that yeah. it's more metaphorically told. It, exactly, exactly. Like, the story itself makes literal sense, but that's not the strong suit of it. Um, did I say Neon Genesis or Genesis Noir? What did I say? You said Neon Genesis, but both I of them Genesis are Noir. actually the same thing as far as that's Where, concerned. Are we not talking to talk about Evangelion? Yeah. I meant, I sorry, I meant Genesis Noir. That is what I meant. But I think the point still stands. Yeah. And anyways, um, okay, so we'll give it to Triangle Strategy on that one. What? <laughs> uh, you guys, the, like, Plague Tale Requiem gets, like, obviously it's not representative of us Bro, as a group. how would you know? It doesn't even get a nod. How would you, you guys? even know? I am. Are you listening it yet. to what I'm saying, Rich? I was yeah, in the no, no. It's it's it's, it's it's it's. Uh, so. Why fucking yelling at me? I quit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fine with giving it to about an elf. I'm just saying, like, does it deserve a nod at least? Like, That's not what we're talking still. about. Like, I I I like that game, um, and I liked where it ended up. It's just I I feel like I I keep forgetting about it because like normally when a game like that comes out we get to like sit down and like really talk about it but there was no opportunity to do that because I was the only one who finished it yeah um so yeah I guess vampires survivors well I just wanted to make sure that game gets like the love it deserves because the thing is like Plague Tale Innocence never got the love it deserved and yeah unfortunately if I if I had a machine that could run plague tale requiem yeah. i'd be singing its praise all over this fucking podcast but yeah, we had the uh, same problem i also didn't have a machine that could play it because my computer died halfway through so. yes unfortunately it sucks right yeah i yeah there were a bunch of things i wanted to get to i always plan on wrapping up a couple extra things that i'm halfway through or 
mm. didn't quite get the moment right to finish I earlier in the year and, and i feel okay about it i feel okay about it yeah but i do think god of war ragnarok is honestly the obvious choice here. It, yeah, yeah it's, for that's sure. the only one we actually have common ground on other than just hypothetical ones um yeah. Um, when the show fades out, uh, Shay, can you just play uh, Common Ground by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I mean, so let's just go over the choices one more time really quickly. So favorite weapon was the Draupnir Spear from God of War Ragnarok. Favorite art direction was Neon White. Most influential game of 2022 was Elden Ring. Most punchable face in gaming was the CEO or CEO from Megalomaniac or the Megalomaniac from the Pharaoh's Tomb mission from Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, favorite gaming mechanic was collecting the game manual pages in Tunic. Favorite ecosystem was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Favorite moment was um, anime intro to Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Excuse me. Favorite uh, feel good game was Tiny Kin. The favorite boss was the librarian from Tunic. The favorite character was Sindri from Ragnarok. And the favorite narrative was also from God of War Ragnarok. And that's, and that's it in a nutshell. Are you guys okay with those choices before we set them in stone? Yeah, I mean, given, again, the amount of overlap we had this year. Mm. Yeah. You guys want to dance it out really quickly? I don't nah. know what that means. Okay, let's do it. I mean, that's illegal in this town anyway. Yep. Yep. Victory music! Okay, don't sue us, Nintendo. Um. <laughs> give, give, give us money, Nintendo. Please. Money me now. But uh anyways, that's gonna do it for the show. Wow. Um, you know, it's still a pretty long show. I have my work cut out for me. But I just wanna say uh the these shows are always fun because they're a great celebration of the year as we're putting it to rest. Um but yeah, I, I feel like we got something that's representative of us. Uh, the, the one regret I always have at the end of these shows is I always feel like there were games that I missed, um, that I didn't get to talk about enough, you know, yeah. like Plague Tale Requiem. I wish I, I could have gotten to Neon How White, you know? Norco. I wish I could have gotten to that. I actually looked it up on Game Pass. Josh, you have to join Ultimate. I'm only on Gold and not that Ultimate stuff. Um, huh? so I, Norco's on Game Pass Ultimate. I, I don't have the Game Pass Ultimate. What the that's fuck is it's, Ultimate? That's because it's... No, it's because it's only on PC. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. PC Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah, they, they um, don't have it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that... <clears throat> the... There are those games. There are some other games, like Kirby I wish I could have got to. I'm surprised Splatoon 3 wasn't mentioned at all. Or Bayonetta 3 wasn't mentioned at all. I, mean, I never got around to either one of them. The only thing that I think it would have gotten to is art direction. This, I mean, Splatoon Three has some great weapons, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're just like some games that up for these last couple of weeks. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, um, <laughs> I'm really glad that it was my year to threaten to quit, and I'm glad I I got it in there. You know, Felt I'm good. glad you got it in. I'm glad you feel represented by that. Yeah. Please don't ever yeah. say that again. Why? What do you mean? PTSD. Penis, tonsils, snails, penal, penal, <laughs> penal tonsil sploosh disease. It affects dozens of us. Oh. Dozens! <laughs> Just the 15th case has been announced three days ago. But, um... <laughs> enough of that uh so th- those are our categories for this year i want to say uh thank you to josh and rich for being here to discuss this with me per their contract uh ray sorry we missed you buddy hopefully you can make it next week um he was busy tending to personal matters and um that's all we're gonna say about that but we also want to say thank you to you the listeners out there for um hanging out with us enjoying some game of the year awards that we give here for our week two dagger tooth awards we're going to be back next week with our third and final week where we will announce our personal choices for game of the year top five and then we will also be announcing our group choice we'll be deciding that live and announcing that right on the podcast so you will not want to miss that but anyways i want to say thank you to everyone again um if you like this episode please head over to sorechomp.com where you can access uh other podcasts that we do we just got an episode up um yesterday at the time of recording this um we we just got a new episode up on god of war ragnarok it's a spoiler cast um it was a very fun episode that rich and i did over two hours long we talk about in great detail that story. It was a very fun episode to do. So if you're interested in that, head over there and check that out. Uh, we also have an article section, which we're going to be getting our uh, top 10 game, personal game of the year choices up there in article form. Uh, Rich and me, hopefully Josh, and probably Ray. Yeah, so. look forward to it this uh, coming May. This fall on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> on the WB. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> We're definitely getting sued now. Uh, and we have a merchandising section you can check out at the store. Last but not least, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash swordchomp, which helps us fund making all the content that we make. Um and you get rewarded for it. So head over there and check that out. But we're going to get out of here. Um, I was your host, Shay. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. We'll be back next week with uh, Game of the Year Talks. So thank you so much. Take care. And as always, that's what we say.